0: dreams we all have them we all all have them there are the things that i think make us human they're the things i think that make us who we are to dream to hope to be to see those dreams fulfilled to see those dreams Manifest into reality. It's what we all want. It's what we all desire. And in many ways, it's what we all need. I'm a dreamer. (laughs) I think, if anything, we should see ourselves as such. And we should fight hard for it. Whatever your dream may be. Don't. Give up on it. That sounds cliche. It sounds. passe. It sounds. It's just another talking point. On the list of motivational. Edicts. But that concept is real. That concept is true. That concept is. It's meaningful. And as I listen, as I watch, as I see society in all of its many forms, I think part and parcel to our moving forward as a society is empowering people not only to take responsibility for their lives, As they should, but also to take responsibility for their dreams. In this bonus edition of Changing Narrative with me, your host, Jay Shakur, we're talking about dreams. We're talking about dreaming. Choosing to dream. Without limits and void of all excuse.
1: You don't become what you want because so much of wanting is about living in the space of what you don't
0: have. I believe that we all share this common desire. We all want to be liked. We all want to be accepted. Everything we do in some way considers that fact. You can't life if you don't have vision. You don't build your character because you know you know letting go of your ego. Thank you for listening. Jordan Peterson, a famed psychologist, writer, author, commentator, and he has gotten a little bit into the political scene. Um, he leans more to the conservative side of things. So, if you're conservative, you probably know of him. If you're liberal, you probably know of him. And if you're liberal, you probably hate him. But he made a comment. Rather, in an interview, he made a few statements that I want to play for you as it concerns dreaming and life and, and pursuing and what to pursue in life. And he has this thing, this rule, rather, one of these rules in his, in his first book, um, in what, I, what is becoming similar series, um, 12 Rules for Life. He encourages, I think it's rule number seven. He encourages individuals to pursue or to do what is meaningful, not what is expedient. This is what he, this is what. He had to say,
1: "What is meaningful? Not was this expedient. Uh, you you write in the book, there is no faith and no courage and no sacrifice in doing what is expedient. What do you say to those viewers that don't pursue their dreams and are locked in their careers because they are too afraid to take risks and pursue something mm-hmm. meaningful?" Well, the first thing I would say is. Well, you should be afraid of taking risks and pursuing something meaningful, but you should be more afraid of staying where you are if it's making you miserable. It's like the first thing you want to do is dispense with the idea that you get to have any any permanent security outside of your ability to contend and adapt. It's the same issue with children. It's like you're paying a price by sitting there being miserable. And you might say, well, the devil I know is better than the one I don't. It's like, don't be so sure of that. The clock is ticking. And if you're miserable in your job now and you change nothing in five years, you'll be much more miserable and you'll be a lot older. But isn't it a luxury to pursue what is meaningful? Our viewers have mortgages, they have children, they have payments and loans. It's a luxury to pursue because we we lack the resources. Well, I don't think, I don't remember now. I'm not talking about what makes you happy. It's a luxury to pursue what makes you happy. It's a moral obligation to pursue what you find meaningful.
0: That right there, I think is, it's astounding. It's a luxury to pursue what makes you happy. A moral obligation to pursue what is meaningful. I think that, unlike anything else, encapsulates what it means to dream Practically. In dreaming, you are, in essence, in my opinion, if it's a true, authentic, God given dream, you are pursuing what is meaningful. And I think by nature, and this is probably where me and Jordan Peterson will disagree, I think by nature, I don't know, maybe we agree, I don't know, but I think by nature, pursuing your dreams, therefore pursuing. Pursuing your true God-given dreams, therefore pursuing what is meaningful, you then will find happiness. But in the pursuit of happiness, and I think we get this wrong, right? I think movies and books and catchphrases and cliches like the pursuit of happiness has gotten us to think that we are that we should or we need to pursue happiness, and that's not necessarily the case. We should. Pursue what's meaningful to our lives. I want to talk a little bit about that, and I want to read an excerpt from my book, A Matter of Choice. Available June 15th, 2021, on all major bookselling selling But platforms. Before I read an excerpt, I want to talk, give you this tidbit of a story. As my time at Howard University in undergrad wraps up, wondering, thinking, Concerned about what is my next move? What will I do? What will my career? Will I have a job? Will I be jobless? Will I be laying on my, on my couch for this? All of these things. How long will it take my career in media to get off the ground? Will I be an unsung hero till I die? All these different things going through my mind. And then I had to step back, and I was caused to step back, and and I get into much detail about this in the book. I had to step back, and I had to say, hmm. I understand my purpose, but what is the purpose of my purpose? And I think that is a question we all must ask ourselves. We must ask ourselves, what is the purpose of my purpose? What is the purpose of my purpose? Okay, yes, my purpose is to be, for me speaking for myself, is to be a storyteller. All right, got it. Check the box, get some business cards. Okay, cute, nice. But beyond that, why me? of all the billions of people, and there are many other storytellers, but why am I specifically a storyteller? What is the story or stories I'm supposed to tell? Now you see the purpose behind the purpose, the purpose of the purpose, you begin to see it clearer, you begin to understand it better. And I began to realize that the purpose of my purpose, meaning I am a storyteller, the purpose of my purpose, Why I was created. The why behind why I was created was to tell stories to do what? Why? In defense of what? Faith. In defense of what? Faith, family, and freedom. That became clearer to me. That became more pronounced to me. And so this idea of pursuing what is meaningful and not necessarily pursue what makes you happy requires discipline. It requires discipline. (laughs) It requires authentic faith. And it requires endurance. It sincerely does. And I talk about this in my book, A Matter of Choice, chapter seven, about my senior year, glimpse into my senior year at Howard University. And we talk or the honing principle or the focus in this particular chapter is dreaming it's choosing to dream without limits and void of all excuse i start the book by saying as my time at howard came to an end thoughts of the future became more pronounced i'm sure this is a common occurrence among all college graduates I was unsure of my immediate next steps, but I was blessed to at least have a sense of my calling and purpose and many other things. Many college graduates, while they may or may not have a job lined up, many don't realize their purpose until later on in life. I had a sense well before seeing year, that I was born to be a storyteller. It was a dream given to me by the originator of all dreams, God. He placed in me the desire to do this thing called storytelling. That's why I pursued journalism for four years at Howard. While there is a certain natural talent that is needed for effective and good storytelling, there's also some needed technical training and networking that at the time I felt a degree could legitimize. Kanye West has said, And rightfully so, use school. Don't let school use you. These words are one of the greatest takeaways from my Howard years. I don't believe college is for everyone, but I do believe an education is my personal life. I felt college was a tool I could use and still can use to get where I desire to go. This is not the case for everyone. There are many in the world who will be and currently are very successful and they did not spend one second in a college lecture hall. The key to all of this is personal choice. I felt after consulting God, attending college, potential graduate school, is the best decision for me. Gifted dreams. Mark Batterson, author of Chase the Lion, said, In the beginning, God had a dream called creation. On the sixth day, he created dreamers. That ability to imagine is unique to his image bearers. Imagination is God's gift to you. A dream is your gift. Back to God. We assume that Adam and Eve would have remained in the garden. He goes on to say, we assume that they would have remained in the Garden of Eden forever if they had not eaten from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. But that is misreading of the text. Long before Adam and Eve were banished from the garden, God told them to fill the earth and subdue it. It was a divine invitation, Batterson says, to explore, to adventure, to discover, to dream. True and authentic dreams originate not with a person, with God. He is the creation's dream initiator and dream keeper. The very fact that implanted in your soul's consciousness are dreams, things you never willed or personally initiated the desire for is proof of a divine supernatural providence. A dream is not a wish, a goal, or an intention. All of these come from a soulful or soulish place. A dream is spiritual. A dream is or dreams are given directly from the creator to his creation, human beings. Dreams burn in your soul like a fire. You cannot conjure them up, make them different, change them, or put the proverbial flame out. But you submit to them and surrender to them. I've learned as I've battled the need to survive with the need to dream that my life, that my dream will always be much bigger than my reality, as all dreams should be. Dreams should be big because they originate in the mind of a God. Dreams should be big because they originate in the mind of a God who is by nature larger than life. In fact, he created all life. Therefore, because it is big, my dream, at least those that truly originally from my creator, will always be beyond my ability, beyond my resource, and seemingly beyond my reach. I've learned very quickly that if my dream doesn't scare me, it's too small, and consequently, I won't surrender to it. Many don't see their dream come true because they dream to hold on to it. This makes your dream an idol. Instead of dreaming to let it go, God, the creator of life, an initiator of dreams, gives us the dream for us to let it go. That is, give it back to him. It is then and only then that he can trust us to hold in our hand what we've seen in our heart. It is only then can he trust us with more. That principle is the entire premise of Luke 6.38. Given, It shall be given unto you, the scripture says. While this scripture can refer to money, tithes, or giving charitably, I believe it refers to anything we willingly give. The principle is this. Just as a person tithes, giving a percentage of their money back to God and his purpose, or gives freely through a charitable deed, as you give back your dream to God, i.e. surrender what you have seen, God will then give it back to you in a greater, more fulfilled, and expanded way. The scripture says, press down, shaken together. A dream is fulfilled when it expands and stretches out from your God-given imagination into your reality. Once again, I echo the words of Mark Batterson. He says, "I don't know what the what dream God has given you, but it's a dream within a dream called creation. It's also a story within a story called redemption. God is writing His story through you. It always starts with." What are your God-given dreams? That's an excerpt from my chapter. I go into it in much more detail as we get into the chapter, into the book. Got to purchase on June 15th to get the full thing. But understanding that, understanding that we must choose to dream and do so without Limits and void of all excuse. The question becomes. Not only what are your dreams. But how do you do that. And I think Jordan Peterson's rule for life. I think it's number seven. You got to go check the book to, to, to fact check me. But I think Jordan Peterson's rule. Pursuing what is meaningful. Doing what is meaningful. And not what is expedient. Or what makes you happy. I think is the greatest rule and a standard for dreaming responsibly and choosing to dream without limits and void of all excuses. So, in my estimation, in what I'm saying to you, is this. You, within yourself, Have an imagination given to you by God and your imagination is there given to you by God. Dreams are therefore given to you by God, not for you to keep and to hold and to make idols out of, but for you to give back to him. And in that, in you releasing, surrendering your dream, he can then give more to you. He can then trust you with expansion. dream but do so responsibly how by pursuing that which is meaningful not that which is expedient or that which you think makes you happy I started writing when i was about nine or ten years old uh in a little notebook i wrote what would become a play Um, Theater, many don't know, is and was the first love of mine. Um, I did it for three, four plus years um, in local settings and churches at my high school. And it was fun. And I eventually moved into writing other things like books about what I was being taught, what I was learning. A matter of choice is really me turning the page. It's a release. It's me turning the page going on to what I believe is the next chapter of my life. Hopefully people can learn from it, laugh at it and get to know me more. At the end of the day I'm a storyteller I have one ultimate goal that is to provoke people to think freely and as a result they'll live fully On sale available June 15th of this year I've learned that dreams must be pursued responsibly, as we just got alluding to. And in pursuing dreams responsibly, we must choose to do, in my estimation, obviously, pursue, obviously, as we stated, pursue that which is meaningful, not that which is expedient, as Jordan Peterson has made, infamous or famous, depending on what side of the owl you're on, (laughs) which it shouldn't be that way, but that's not the conversation. In pursuing dreams responsibly, there are four things I believe each individual should relish in, should take hold to, and should consider. Number one, in pursuing dreams and doing so responsibly and, and, and choosing to dream with, or without limits and void of all excuse, I think number one, and I talk about this in chapter seven of my book, Coming June 15th, A Matter of Choice, reading directly from the manuscript, one, pursue God, two, pursue incremental goals, three, pursue substance, and four, be the stranger. In other words, be the outsider. On pursuing God, while this is easier said than done, it is and will always be, I think, the most important aspect of relentlessly pursuing and responsibly pursuing your dreams of a better future however that may look for you. And we got into that a little bit when we talked about not making your dream an idol, pursuing God first and foremost. Second, pursue incremental goals. All right, goal setting is important. However, goals that are too broad or ambiguous in either scope or time frame are counterproductive. I've learned to set goals in increments, i.e. in one to two year blocks pursue substance our society particularly black culture has become content with symbolism we no longer require or truly seek after substance this is most recently evidenced in the celebration of kamala harris while she has no distinct or outstanding policy accomplishments as a senator and while her record as a prosecutor in california is horrible to say the least she she is promoted. As the symbolic hope for Black women, for simply accepting the position of a token Black to fulfill the wokeism's insatiable need to check boxes and appease constructed imagery of diversity. In our world, satisfied with in our world satisfied with symbolism, fight to pursue significance. It is in this pursuit of significance that true happiness and peace will be found. And both are needed to endure the journey that is required. Speaking of the journey required to pursue your dream. Number four and the final point in pursuing your dreams responsibly is this. Be the stranger, be the outsider. It's been well said, relish the opportunity to be an outsider, embrace that label. Being an outsider is fine, embrace that label because it's the outsiders who change the world and who make a real and lasting difference. The quote and more so the meaning behind it attributed to President Trump is in my estimation key to living a life fulfilled. In a time of collectivism, groupthink and tribal narratives being the outsider is rare and it's needed. I've learned that when you're labeled an outsider by the mainstream, you also become underestimated. The mainstream to their peril often villainize, ignore or attack that which is collectively deemed different. Yes, the staunch adherence to wokeism will pontificate about superficial diversity, but diversity of thought, narrative, and conversation is not tolerated at all. If you happen to fall outside of what the mainstream accepts, view that as a necessary good and take advantage of it. You will be able to accomplish more with less pressure. I talk about that and in, in much more in that chapter. Hopefully you guys purchase this on June 15th of this year 2021 available on all major book selling platforms thank guys for listening thank guys for listening. i hope this has helped you hope this has encouraged you hope this has provoked you and informed you on how to dream and to choose to dream for yourself without limits and void of all excuse tell others about jay shakor tell us about this podcast If you're on YouTube, find me on YouTube, Jessica Media, like videos, watch videos, share videos, subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit that notification bell. If you happen to be listening to this podcast and you're not subscribed, what's wrong with you? Subscribe. Please do so. Thank you. And if you would like to support this podcast, expand its quality, expand its reach, expand its growth, there's a link where you can donate monthly to help us do that. I would greatly, greatly appreciate a dollar, five dollars, ten dollars. I would greatly greatly appreciate that. We're 100% listener supported. Thank you. God bless you. I'll hear from you or rather you'll hear from me next time.
1: You don't become what you want because so much of wanting is about living in the space of what you don't have.
0: I believe that we all share this common desire. We all want to be liked. We all want to be accepted. Everything we do, in some way, considers that fact. You can't life if you don't have vision. You don't build your character because you know, you know, letting go of your ego. Thank you for listening.